Yo, what's going on? This is your boy Jake. This is the Barber Life Podcast on Anchor. Um, of course, you're probably hearing it on your preferred uh, podcast channel. Anyway, what's going on? I missed last week. been kind of busy. I'm working on opening a second shop, so I had to tie up a lot of loose ends at my current shop. So right now I got eight chairs and they're booming and we still have a wait and it's just I'm 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 sort of bragging but I'm sort of just saying it because I'm just I'm happy man it's just a place that brings me a lot of happiness I didn't uh, I've I've done a lot of stuff that sucked I've done a lot of stuff that did not work out this is working out so it makes me feel really good brings a lot of confidence into my game so anyway um wanted to share with you my story of how I got started how I became the shop owner and uh, and, and the guy who wants to share all his barber knowledge with everybody so take it back to like 94 93 that's 1993 for you youngins <laughs> so I used to, um, my mother used to cut me and my brother's hair with a, with a set of wall clippers she got at, um, Bradley's, and, uh, if you don't know what Bradley's is, that was an old department store before Walmart and Target took everybody out, um, there was Bradley's there, Caldor, Ames, uh, I'm sure you, uh, anybody over the age of 30 rem- remembers those, but anyway, we got those clippers at the house, we used to get what we call a whiffle, which is just a two all around, crew cut, buzz cut, whatever you want to call it, and then, um, this is, 93, think about, like, where hip-hop was at the time, uh, it was not popular, and I'm, I'm on the sticks, so I'm, like, 45 minutes outside of Boston, um, it, you know, all white, you know, very, I mean, some, some minorities, but it, it's just, it, hip-hop was not okay to listen to at the time, but I loved it, me and a couple friends loved it, so we, were uh, sort of starting being shaped by the culture at that age. And, you know, the Source magazine, you could find it at um, the Starbucks shop in the next town over. So we would go there and get the, the Source. And, and, you know, I'm getting I'm getting whiffles. I'm getting buzz cuts. Nothing, nothing stylish. But then I'm opening up these magazines and I'm seeing the fades. And um, Fresh Prince had been on the air for about two years at that point. And he, well, the first two seasons, those haircuts are kind of whack. But after that, the blends were starting to come nice, man. And, all the crisp lineups and everything. Um, Carlton was a dork, but he had the ill ill cut most of the time. And so me, my brother, and a couple of my friends were like, well, I want that haircut. Like, how do we get that haircut? And we didn't realize that hair textures were all different and stuff like that. So we couldn't get that haircut. But anyway, we tried. <laughs> so we'd ask mom, hey, can you cut her hair? Can we do this, can we do that? And she, you know, cut your brother's hair and have him cut yours. I don't have time for that right now. Okay, no problem. Uh, every once in a while, my father would say, hey, I'll cut your hair. And we'd be like, nah. <laughs> no. At the time, my father liked to drink a little bit. So we, we didn't know when he was drinking or not. We didn't want him doing that. But um, I think it was really, I, I credit hip-hop for just the idea of just being fresh. Just wanting to look fresh. The fresh cut, the new sneakers. That was not popular. You got to understand. It's basically a farm town. When I first, when I, we first moved to this town, Medway, Massachusetts, it was... I think maybe three streetlights in the whole town. Three. If that. Maybe not even three. So, you know, things have changed a lot over there. It's very developed now. Um, but it was a farm town. You know, it was a farm town. So, 
The idea of fresh new sneakers and looking good and crisp and clean all the time was foreign. It just wasn't wasn't a thing. But, you know, we had a little audience, just four or five of us that were sort of into it. So we, we kept it going for ourselves. Um, once people found out that I had clippers and would do haircuts, they would ask me for haircuts. I remember my boy John Eisenberg would be like, yo, just, just cut it like this. And, like, he didn't want to fade at all, <laughs> you know. And uh, he just wanted, like, that zero like that military cut like that zero fade no fade just like hard line all around and uh i would i would take me like 45 minutes just to make sure that line was straight i spent a lot of time on it so i enjoyed that now like i don't know 94 95 96 around there i did a few haircuts here or there um at one point my mother claims she has a picture of it i, I can't find it but at one point i had like somebody in the chair and we just used like a regular bar stool or whatever and uh sometimes i'd have to get up on a step stool to to get the person or you know whatever whatever worked but we'd be in the shed because that's where the power outlet was so we'd be in the shed cutting and i guess there's a picture somewhere of somebody in the chair and like two kids waiting outside the shed i, I have yet to see this photo i hope it really exists because i gotta find it blow it up and put it in my shop but anyway that's kind of how it started going so um I started really focusing on music and making music, and I didn't really care about cutting hair. I didn't really care about it in the first place. It was just kind of fun to do, and it was different, and I felt like I was kind of good at it. So, you know, it didn't take long for it to hit the wayside. Um, once I got into college, graduated in 97, went to college, I really didn't do many haircuts. There was a kid that lived next door to my girlfriend's dorm, and... He took one of the little study hall areas, a little like uh, it's like a little lounge, and he just took it over. He even wrote on the door with a marker. He wrote Joe Bay's Chop Shop. Little Haitian kid, man. He had he was doing haircuts for five bucks, and I was like, wow, I could I could do that. I'm gonna do that. And so I started thinking about it. I didn't do it like many things in my early 20s, late teens. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that, and then not do it. Um, the meantime, my brother had gone out to work at state parks out in Wyoming, I think, or Wisconsin or Montana. I don't know, somewhere up there where there's a lot of acreage and <laughs> not, not a lot of hip-hop. Some place you wouldn't usually find me. So um, he he comes back from that. Now, I'm, I'm like, at this point, I'm like 20, 21, and I'm living in my own apartment, going to school. And he's like, oh, I was doing haircuts out there. You, you should see I got pretty nice with it. I'm like, really? He's like, you know, and we, we thought we were nice, man. We, you know, we figured out how to like, kind of blend a little bit. You know, you're doing like clipper over comb stuff. Um, we figured some stuff out, but, you know, we had booty clippers. They weren't good. So I guess he got a decent set. So he's telling me, I'm like, all right, that's cool. You, you did good out there. Give me a haircut. And so he just gave me like a regular haircut, you know, even cut the top with the shears, which we hadn't really been getting into. I'm like, man, this is pretty good. And it just sparked me up, like, yo. Because I, I had found a dope barbershop. At that point, I moved to Framingham, which is more of a city. Um, it just was declared a city, like, last year. It was the biggest town in the country before that. But um, there was some culture there, you know. My man, Tony, who owned, uh, it was called Blacktop Barbershop. And uh, you could get a real nice fade in there. So that, that was the only place in my area within probably 10 or 15 miles you could get, like, a legit fade. And, you know, that's what all, all I had wanted since the early 90s, so... I was going there a lot once a week, sometimes twice a week when I was feeling rich. I was getting a little crisped up, you know, maybe Wednesday getting the shape up and then on Saturday getting the cut. Um, so 
Now, my brother's giving me a haircut. It was pretty good. Then I went to Tony. I was asking him a lot of questions about cutting hair. And then I had went and got a pair of clippers, I believe. Or I got my old set or whatever. And just kept asking him and asking him all these questions. And finally, he's like, yo, why don't you go to barber school? <laughs> like, what? Oh, and in the meantime, I dropped out of college. So, kind of sitting around, drinking and working, waiting tables. Wasn't doing much. Um you know, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll go to barber school, I'll look into it, and I looked into it, and it was like $7,000, and at the time, I was going to Framingham State, at the time, that was only 6000 a semester, so I'm like, man, 6000 a semester, I got to pay 7000 for this, it's funny now, because barber school now is like sixteen grand, I think, somewhere around there. You might want to let me know how much it is, actually. Yeah, if you listen to this and you want to, you want to let me know how much it is in your area, in your state, um, let me know, jakecutsfresh at gmail.com. Uh, I'm just curious. I'm always interested in that. So, anyway, it's, uh, yeah, so what is it, 2000? 2001 now? I think I got into school at the end of 2000 or beginning of 2001. And uh, it took one of my good friends, my roommate at the time, to, like, kind of slap me around, like, verbally. Like, yo, man, how come you keep saying you're going to do stuff and you never do it, you know? I need that in my life. Ah, uh, you know, well, I was thinking, and I remember him saying, he's like, yo, if I put a gun in your head right now, and I was like, if you don't go to barber school tomorrow, I'm going to shoot you in the face, would you go? I said, yeah, of course I would. He goes, well, why do I got to stick a gun in your face to make you do something positive? <laughs> and I don't think he had a gun, but he was a crazy cat, man, so you never know. But I'm like, all right, true, true, true. So I get on the bus, uh, I mean on the train, then I get on the bus and another train, I get down there. And uh, as I'm walking off the train, I see my man Chuck, who was my barber when Tony couldn't get me in, Chuck wouldn't get me in. So I'd go between them. They worked at the same shop. And I'm like, hey, Chuck, what's up? He's like, what are you doing down here? I said, man, I'm going to check out the barber school. He said, get out of here. So that's, a, that, that's a great decision. Good job. Blah, blah, blah. And then uh, he actually gave me a ride. He actually paid for a cab, actually, from the uh, train station up to the school. Walking to school. They're like, oh, are you Jake? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Charles called us and told you to come in. Like, who's Charles? <laughs> that's it. That's how they knew him was Charles. Like, yeah, said you were coming in. Said to take care of you. Okay, cool. So I go check out the school, get all the paperwork. I get a call from Chuck on their phone. Like, I'm, I'm in the school for like 10 minutes. I'm getting calls on their phone. He's like, yo, I came out here to pick up a car. You want to ride home? absolutely so this dude drove me home we talked about it still didn't sign up finally got my ass in gear went did it got the paperwork signed up got the tuition paid or at least the down payment or whatever it took and i started so i know a lot of you uh thinking about going to school and i know a lot of you have been in school or dropped out of school or maybe you're on a leave of absence right now i need to tell you something you got you got finished you got to go do it because once you do you, you you can gain so much freedom once once you do once you complete something for me this was the first thing i really completed i mean i barely completed high school i dropped out of college i started and quit many jobs i finished it took me some time i had to take a leave of absence for a little bit because i ran out of money um i had to work during the process i had apartments um some people live with their parents and they, can, they don't have to worry, you know, they can work a little bit just for spending money. But, you know, I had to work to live, go to school part-time, and uh, and make it work. 
And uh, it was hard. It was hard. Like, oh, I got to work. Yeah, yeah, go to work and go to school. Ask anybody that's done it. It's usually 90% of the time what they did. All right, so I'm getting off subject. Bottom line is finished school. 2002 got my license, right? So that's a long time. Like end of 2000 to the middle of 2002. It's not supposed to take like 18 months. But uh, that's how long it took me. So I get out and uh, Chuck, my man I was talking about before, he just opened his own shop. So I went to work with him. And uh, this is, I swear to God, the first day I got there, I did zero haircuts. None. Zilch. <laughs> I watched him do about eight haircuts. But it's a brand new shop. It really wasn't busy enough you know he had a clientele established but it really wasn't busy enough for two people let alone you know i mean one person let alone two people right so all right i was sitting there i'm basically just playing video games the whole day and just trying to learn from him and watch stuff and then i get out there uh one of the, the days over i think i did about an eight hour day i get out my car got towed so i parked in some illegal space or whatever so that was like 110 dollars so i'm like negative 110 to start my barber career <laughs> so that doesn't feel good that's like a kick in the face right it's like oh maybe this wasn't meant to be you know i had a hard time getting through school the shop really probably isn't working for me i don't you know been eight hours in my career you know so i had to lighten up get a grip um make sure i got all the shifts i could at the restaurant and still work there as much as i could uh, after a while, I just realized that I wasn't learning enough from there. It wasn't, uh, it just wasn't really busy enough for two barbers. And he had hired another barber. You know, he wanted to get the chair rents and the percentage. I get that. But just really wasn't busy enough at the time. Uh, so I ended up going back to waiting tables. I didn't know, you know, there was one other shop in town, which was, uh, which was Tony's shop. And... I, it was probably just in my head, but I felt like, you know, I had kind of worked for him during school a couple hours a week. I would hang out, sweep, do a couple haircuts, and I kind of felt like maybe he felt that I burned him, that I went with Chuck and didn't go with him, and that's probably just in my head, but because of that, I wouldn't go over there and ask him for a job, and uh, let's see, what did I do after that? I think I talked to a couple barbershops, but I didn't really do anything about it kind of you can see a theme there it's kind of lazy I like to talk a lot and i do not do a lot so i started doing stand-up comedy i was waiting tables with a guy that was a comedian he was phenomenal just hilarious dude and he showed me how to kind of put some jokes together so started doing that hitting the open mic circuits at this point i was already rapping making music you know um this this is another thing you know waiting tables and i had the barbering thing in my back pocket so I'm doing that, let's see, probably a month or two into doing the uh, open mics and stuff, I meet a guy named Greg Howell, he's also a comedian, and he's a barber, he did jokes about his barbershop, I was like, hey man, I'm a barber too, oh yeah, that's cool, yeah, yeah, I got my license and everything, oh that's cool, where do you work, I don't work in it right now, but I need a job, man, <laughs> so, you seem like a cool guy, are you hiring, no, alright, a few weeks go by, hits me up, hey, you still got the license, yeah, he goes, hey, I just let, I let a guy go, you know, would you be interested in coming up doing like a couple audition cuts? Absolutely. When you want me up there. So I did that. Got lost on the way. I was super late. Um, I didn't have a copy of my license. I had some, my tools had kind of gone to shit because I hadn't taken care of them. Um, you know, I had kind of Frankenstein some trimmers together. I had just, it was just kind of booty. So um, got in there, did a couple audition cuts and he said, okay. He goes, you can cut. I can see. And 
you can cut anybody because up there was diverse you know um it was a black owned shop it was you know probably 50 percent african-american and 50 percent everything else big uh big vietnamese population up there big haitian population up there um it's a cool mix a lot of indian kids a lot of crazy indian kids the parents all own stores and restaurants and it was cool but anyway i ended up working there for seven years i remember greg said yo you can work here but you got to get new tools like tomorrow <laughs> i'm like oh, all right so went and bought all new tools and uh started cutting up there and and i really that's when i really started learning that's why i remember watching them and just realizing like wow you can go from like a two to a four without really changing clips like just wait flick your wrist little use of the comb all right that'll save me some time and then the, the one thing i remember really hit me was you know you got it balled up to like say you're doing a mid ball fade and you, you, you're halfway up with the balling you can take that one clip put it on i use the the wall clip i use wall so take that number one wall clip and just do like three quarters of an inch uh you know of a guide that you just you just created there and then you can fade that little line out and fade the other line out all of a sudden I just remember just clicked like oh my god you can if i can do that i can put a fade anywhere i can do low i can do high i can do medium whatever it took and that that was it then i i went from being that guy and this is another message to all you barbers that are starting out and you're slow hey man sorry to say you're gonna have to eat shit for a while and sorry if you're offended by the swearing <laughs> i don't know why i don't swear a lot but i'm swearing tonight so anyway you might have to eat it for a while I, I was the only, first of all, I was the only white guy in there, which was a little, you know, bizarre for some people. It wasn't for me. i have usually the only white people in a lot of, a lot of places. It's just, I don't know, it's how it is. So, sitting there reading books, people come in, hey, how you doing? Uh, my name's Jake. Uh, what was your name? Blah, blah, blah. My name's Tony. Tony, you, get, uh, you getting your hair cut today? I could take in this chair. Now nah, I'm all set, man. I'm waiting for these dudes. <laughs> times that by like 15 times a day, times five days a week. So, like, 15 no's would equal a yes. And I remember this cat. I, I can't remember his name. I, I might have... No, I think it was Tony or Peter. African dude. And uh, he was like, fine, man, I'll just go with you. Because the wait was like an hour. And I, and I blessed him. And these other cats that were waiting for, for people were like, yo, you can cut like that? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll go with you. And all of a sudden, like, five haircuts in a row because they didn't want to wait. They could see I could cut. That's all it took. And I was... It was on. It was on. So... Fast forward from that, open my own shop and all that, and I'll tell you about opening a shop a whole nother time. But I want to get my story out there because I think that it's filled with just a little bit of struggle, a little bit of inspiration, and a little bit of, like, relatable stories. If you're sitting there thinking, man, I don't know about this barber thing, or, you know, I just can't seem to find a shop, or, you know, these shops, they're not busy enough for me, and all this, that's fine. I understand. understand that everybody went through that. You're just going to have to eat shit for a little while, man. Spoon it up, take it down, and then keep going. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get that one dude. You're gonna he's going to tell six of his friends, and you get six more people, and they're going to tell one friend, and you're going to get twelve people, and then it's all it's just little tiny spark and start a whole forest fire. Don't forget that. And that's what I did. So, you know, I love Barbie, man. I'm a free man. I was talking with my man Evan and Steve up at the Barber's Den in, in Belmont, Mass. Um, you know. It's like a great life. Like, I, I feel free. Like, I make enough money to do whatever I want. I could work three days a week or two days a week if I wanted to because the shop is going and you own your own shop. You can do that. And I could work every day. I can do whatever I want. 
I mean, who can say that? I know my father couldn't say that. And, and you know, it's like, not that, I don't know how to word it, but, like, I hope he's proud. I want him to, like, understand, like, this is it. Like, you can do this. Anything can happen with this. Um, with this cutting hair thing, man. So, you know, whether you want to be a platform artist, a celebrity barber, or just an everyday grinder like me, you know, grab those clippers and just do your best work today. And, uh, and be ready to tell your story because it's inspiring to others. Hope you got something from this. Uh, as usual, check me out on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Jake underscore cuts underscore fresh. Those are the two main social platforms I'm on. And, of course, JakeCutsFresh.com. No underscores there. And uh, if you got any questions, always hit me up, JakeCutsFresh at Gmail. Because I love helping people. That's what, um, you know. Uh, on a deeper note, the source of my power, my confidence comes from helping people. It comes from uh, my compassion, you know. And I really care about what happens to people in their life. So if you ever hit me up, you know, uh, I'll take care of you the best that I can. Uh, through email, through uh, Snapchat, video chat, whatever it is. I want everybody to win. So let's do it. I'll talk to you soon.